Emotional Detox, seven steps to releasing toxicity and energizing joys out in the world now. Most of what we have been calling an emotion is actually a reaction. It is time to wipe the slate clean and learn the truth about our emotions, including the power they have to transform our lives, relationships, communities, health, finances, and more. Welcome to Emotional Detox with Sharianna Boyle. Hi guys, today I'm going to talk to you about cleansing toxic people. And I almost said how to deal with toxic people, but then the emotional detox mindset reminds us that if we have that deal with mentality that I have to put up with or deal with something or someone, then we ourselves are in reactivity. And so that is why I call this cleansing toxic people. Now, today I'm going to be giving you some strategies for how to do that, but also I'm going to give you the emotional detox definition of what a toxic person is. And I recently came up with this definition. I absolutely love it. It has changed my viewpoint completely. And so I'm really excited to share that with you towards the end of this discussion. Before getting into defining toxic people, I want to set some ground rules. And the reason being is I find when we have discussions about toxicity, people can be quick to speak about it. They can have thoughts that come up that are quite not just negative, but really I don't want to say abusive, but it could be in a put down or sort of a jab kind of nature. So I think with certain discussions, it's important to lay the ground rules. So I have two in particular. And the first one is that children are not toxic. Okay, we are not talking about people that are under the age of 18. So that's how I'm defining children, adolescents. And I realize that some adolescents may be, well, it's often very common actually for them to go through periods of their life where they're negative or moody or maybe sarcastic or judgmental or argumentative. And that that's part of normal, healthy development. And although it can feel toxic, it can feel heavy and tense when you live with it. I find by calling a child or an adolescent toxic, we do far more harm than good. So I'm going to take that off the table and say in our ground rule that if we're talking about toxic people, we are not referring to children and adolescents. However, I do feel that some of the strategies that I'm going to offer you today will help you if you are feeling that way with a child or adolescent who's around you. The second ground rule I have for this is we are not talking about people in crisis, okay? Um, When I say crisis, I'm talking about maybe they're going through a divorce, maybe they've lost a job or a loved one, maybe they're in a financial crisis in their life, and sometimes... um, For some people, it could also be a depression, right? So we could be looking at maybe it's not necessarily a crisis, but a a longstanding depression, 
for women, sometimes there's a postpartum depression. And really, these people need support. They don't need us to go around judging them and and calling them toxic and whatever labels we want to stamp on them. It's these are people that need people around them to step up and to support them. Now, with that said, certainly something like depression can feel very heavy and challenging to live with over time, and it can be suffocating. It can literally feel like the oxygen is getting sucked out of the home or the space that you share. And I totally, totally get that. And again, even though we're not going to be calling them toxic, doesn't mean that the strategies I'm going to be offering you today aren't going to help your situation. Okay. So those are the two ground rules that we'll begin with. So now I want to define what is a toxic person. So again, they're over 18 and they tend to be, well, they tend to be very needy. That's one sign of a toxic person. They, the needy meaning they, they need a lot of attention or interaction or they need tons of reassurance or they need you to do things for them that they're very capable of doing themselves and it can be really draining, right? So a needy person might be someone that you work with. Maybe they're always complaining. Maybe they're blaming some things on the way the organization is is working. Or maybe they're just having a really difficult time getting along with other people and they call on you to sort of make that better for them or help them deal with their situation. So that's what I mean by they're very needy. Toxic people can be negative. They tend to always see what's not working first. If you haven't noticed that already, what's wrong with the situation. They also forecast a lot. So they forecast what is going wrong, where it's going to head. And it can get quite dramatic, right? They can be like, have very irrational thinking, like everything is just going wrong or nothing is going right kind of mentality. So there's quite a bit of drama around someone who's toxic. It's like you just kind of wonder what's what next, right? What's going to happen next? What, what now? And you know you're around toxic people if you actually cringe, right? If the phone rings and you see their name or they you hear their voice in the hallway and you're like, oh, oh man, I don't know if I'm up for this today. That is an indication that someone can feel you're uh, toxic. Toxic people can also be controlling. They can be, they can micromanage everything. They might have a hard time delegating or working in partnerships or collaborating in groups. And so there's a lot of control. They might not want to relinquish 
anything. So it can be very frustrating to work with someone that doesn't allow you to chime in or to give your your insight or to try different ways to brainstorm or things to come up with to make things better solutions. So that can be another indication of a toxic person. Also manipulation and manipulation can be, it can be obvious, right? Where someone can just feel like they're being forced into doing something that they maybe haven't had a chance to fully digest or think about, or maybe feeling like they don't have choice in the matter. And also manipulation can be kind of passive. And you know that when you walk away And you find yourself replaying a conversation in your head and realizing, oh man, I just said yes to something that I didn't even know what I was getting myself into, right? So maybe they are able to sort of paint something a certain way to make you do something or think something or believe something. And they tend, toxic people tend to be unsupportive, right? So they typically put their own needs first and have an agenda. And that, and you feel that agenda with toxic people. You feel sort of there's an alternative, like not everything is up front and you sort of have to read between the lines if that's even possible. And so these are, indications that they you could be around a toxic person on the extreme end toxic people can be abusive they can and it could be verbal abuse it could be through put downs it could be through laughing at you or making fun of you or talking even behind your back putting you down to other people. And like, for example, if there's like a divorce situation and one of the parents is really slamming another parent to the children, that is highly, highly toxic and veers on the side of abuse. With some situations with toxic people, you're going to want to get support, right? I mean, there's different, there's different degrees of it and there's different ranges of it. And the most important part is just to become aware of what the signs and signals are. And if you're in a situation where you're like, wow, I'm drowning in this, I am drowning in toxicity. I recognize it's around me, but I can't get my head above water. I'm so entrenched. That's when you know that it's time to get some support. It's time to tell someone and maybe contact someone for for support in your situation. If that's not you, if you don't feel like you're in an abusive situation, then again, I know that some of this this new way of viewing that I'm going to give you is going to be really, really helpful to you. But first... I want to also bring attention to what, how do you feel? How do you feel after you are around a toxic person? 
And it's important for you to get to know that. And I know we, we don't want to because we're like, oh, I don't want to remember that feeling. I don't want to relive that. But it's really important that you recognize this is number one, it's going to tell you if you are around toxic people. And number two, it's going to, it's going to help you to get more clear about when to start doing some of these tools and self-care techniques. And you don't want to wait so long is, is my point. And I find people who are around toxic people do that. They wait too long before they take care of themselves or they they kind of get themselves in situations where they feel like it's too late to go back. It's too late to put a boundary. It's too late to change your mind kind of mentality. So that is why it's important for you to recognize how do you feel, right? After you've left a toxic person and or when you're with them. So when you're with them, you might feel like you just need to walk away. <laughs> you might feel like I need a break from this person. And it might be right away that you feel this or you might feel it sort of building over time. And toxic people, we generally don't look forward to seeing them. We feel like, oh man, this is going to take a lot out of me, right? If you have to go to an event and you know someone is there that is toxic, you might think, oh, I don't know if I'm up for this, right? And uh, how can I break away? And what am I going to do? And, and how can I make an exit once I'm there? And you might actually show up late on purpose and all sorts of weird things, behaviors can happen as a way that we react to the toxicity. If you feel like you need to recuperate, or you need to take a nap, or you need to just shut the world out or have some quiet time, or if you're giving yourself a drink, you're like, oh man, I need a drink after being around that person. You have to look at that. You have to look at that because these are all ways that we are bearing, repressing, and suppressing our feelings. Toxic people tend to make us feel overextended. You can feel kind of put out or overexposed around a toxic person. You can feel like when you've walked away from them, like you just got a bunch of stuff added to your plate, right? Because they don't typically have boundaries. They ask and they kind of spew on you. So for example, a toxic person typically doesn't ask you if you have a second to talk about something or if you're available, they just spew it all over you, right? They just see you and they trap you <laughs> and you feel like you can't get away. And so that's, that's the way it feels. Emotionally exhausted is a good word for it and tense and it increases maybe your heart rate internally and you feel reactive, distracted, and stressed. So by now you have a pretty good indication, right, of what we're talking about. I do want to, before going into the strategies, 
I want to make sure that we're not confusing toxic with temperament. And what I mean by that is some people just by design are their personality and their well temperament is your inborn characteristics. They are born kind of negative. Okay, that's just who they are. And they've always been like that. They just kind of always see the glass half empty. And if this is someone that you're close with, then maybe you can ask yourself, have they always been like this? Right. Have they been like this since they were a small child, this glass half empty kind of attitude and mentality? And that just might be the way they see the world. I'm not going to call that toxic. I'm going to call that temperament. And temperament, again, is anything that you have been inborn with. And I don't want to say that one is better than the other, especially in the emotional detox mindset. We really try to refrain from comparisons. And so it's important that we know that people who see the world in that way are valuable because they might see something that I don't see that could be a really good thing for humanity or our environment. So their ability to see the fact that the glass is half empty, right? The more negative side, like this could happen kind of thing, or that this isn't good kind of thing could actually be for the greater good. I mean, we, we need all lenses, right? We all need to need our personal viewpoints to contribute to the world. So I'm not talking about inborn temperament here. Awesome. So everybody, let's just take a very deep breath together. It's really important that we're breathing and feeling as you're listening to me now. And so everybody inhale through your nose and exhale through your nose now. And just let your belly sink towards your spine when you exhale and allow your abdomen to inflate like a balloon on inhale and take it. Just be easy with the breath. Let it be natural. Let it be raw. Let it be off the cuff. I'm not trying to change or manipulate your breath at all. Just want you to bring awareness to your breath as we move through this conversation. So I'm really excited about this definition I'm going to share with you. I have to say I'm really proud of this one. The emotional detox perspective of how it defines a toxic person is someone who uses you to manage their own emotions. So I'm going to say that again. From the emotional detox perspective, a toxic person is someone who uses you to manage their own emotions. And so what exactly does that mean, right? What it means is, so for example, someone who's needy, 
and is constantly looking for attention, looking for a sounding board, looking for someone to vent or spew their stuff on. They're actually using you, right? Your energy, your attention, your willingness to listen, your willingness to be present to all of it. They're using that, your energy to regulate their reactivity. And remember in the emotional detox mindset, we are cleansing reactivity, so this, oh my gosh, when I, when I came up with this, it changed everything, right? And I realized, oh my gosh, right? Like I am letting some people in my life use my energy to regulate them. So... I have to become aware of that because what that does is it sends a message to them when we allow people to take our energy without asking first, without us really being a part of the process, then what we do is we reinforce their toxic behavior. We, we actually validate it. So seeing in the, in this way is going to help them become more capable and for them to see what they are capable of. Because honestly, they really don't need your energy. They have plenty of their own because they have emotions and our emotions give us energy when we feel them. That is the emotional detox perspective. So you don't need to give them any anything anymore. So again, let's all take a deep breath on that. I just absolutely love that. Inhale and exhale. Let me expand a little bit more. When you give them energy, meaning you, you might fix something for them that they are capable of fixing themselves or taking care of themselves. Perhaps you make a phone call for them. You talk to someone that they're upset with and you get yourself in the middle and you say, okay, I'll let them know that you can't come to work or you can't give them a ride. Like you become the one who's doing their stuff for them. And when you do that, you're really reinforcing them to avoid feeling their feelings. And the more they avoid feeling their own feelings of discomfort, the more toxic they become. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? I just, I just absolutely love this stuff. So what do you do, right? What do you do now that you recognize, oh man, I might have a little bit of that. And if you're a parent, you probably do, quite frankly. Um, well, the first thing always, you know what I'm going to say by now, the first thing is always to cleanse, right? And that's the seven steps featured in emotional detox. It is very important once you have this awareness to run it I always say run it through the formula. That means bring this awareness and attention to those seven steps and take yourself through an emotional detox because there's a lot of emotion there that is coming up in you that is looking to be experienced. So that is number one always. That will never, ever change. 
The second thing after you cleanse is you have to start putting yourself first. And I know that can be really difficult for people, but And it doesn't always mean like I'm first at eating or I'm first in line. Like I think we think first in terms of like elementary school, like I get my food first. I get to be, you know, picked on by the teacher first. And it's really that's not what putting yourself first is like once we're adults, it just means really just checking in with yourself, right? Checking in with your body and asking your body, you know, are you up for this, right? Are you up for this phone call? Are you, are you available to have this conversation with this person or to give them support? Is this what's right for me right now in my life? And, and that is where you want to start to, to, check in before you interact with someone who has a history of this kind of toxic behavior. The the third thing that I want to encourage you to do or to be mindful of is labeling. And I know I'm calling them toxic right now for for teaching purposes, but I'm going to be honest with you. Once you cleanse, that word needs to go bye bye. Okay, I'm just still using it because we're not actually doing the cleanse right now, but I would not be using that word after you cleanse. I would not be calling or labeling someone as toxic because once you cleanse, things change. And if you keep using that language, you're basically undoing what what you the cleanse you are basically keeping yourself in old patterns and nobody grows that way so once you do no longer calling them that the other word that I hear thrown around quite a bit is the word narcissistic and that is a pretty strong clinical term and I get that more and more people are recognizing that the qualities of a narcissistic person, what that looks like. However, however, I would not be throwing that word around. I would not label someone that unless they are actually diagnosed and that can only happen from a professional. And I get it. Most narcissistic people are not diagnosed because they don't believe they're narcissistic. But I believe the more we use that word, the more toxicity we are contributing to the planet because what you focus on expands. And if you're focusing on how narcissistic someone is, guess what you're doing? Guess what you're expanding and and increasing vibrationally on the planet is this word. So I am not a fan of the word. I'm going to be honest with you. So I would not be labeling people. I would instead be putting attention on yourself. The other thing to make sure of if you're around these kinds of behaviors again is to put boundaries in and like I said do it right away don't wait because it will be more difficult for you to kind of undo what you did so for example it's okay to let someone know that it's not okay to text you 
after a certain hour in the night and let give people a heads up on that and make it consistent. And that way nobody gets hurt. Just say, look, look, unless it's an emergency, I'm not available after 8 p.m. at night. And that way nobody has to get offended. You don't feel like you're picking and choosing who gets to talk to you, who doesn't. But I highly, highly recommend that. So the last suggestion I have for you is be careful of interacting with drama queens, <laughs> right? Especially when you're, or kings, kings or queens, whoever they are, um, when you are tired. So if you're tired, if you had a poor night's sleep, if you're hungry, if your blood sugar levels are off, or you feel overworked, if you are feeling any of these, I would not I would not be picking up that phone call. I would not be listening to someone else's problems. And when you're feeling tired and exhausted and hungry and overworked, you know that's not going to go to a good place. And again, it's just going to reinforce and it's not going to give any clear boundaries or guidelines. So I hope this information has helped you guys today. And you have certainly a lot to digest and and to take in and I hope you have a wonderful day thank you for listening to learn more about the emotional detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sherrianna's books go to sherriannaboyle.com